welcome to the Scam Economy with your host, Matt Bender. Hello everyone, Matt Binder here, and this week, Scam Economy is bringing you some bonus material, a little sneak peek, if you will, of some of the calls we've had on the live stream post show. That's right. Every week, a new episode of Scam Economy drops, both on the podcast feed and also as a YouTube premiere. And after that YouTube premiere, you know, you can catch it as a replay on YouTube as well, but after the live YouTube premiere, I do a live stream post show where listeners can call in and talk with me about really whatever, but a lot of the listeners obviously call in to talk about crypto, NFTs, Web3, etc., etc., you name it. And so a few weeks ago, after the episode on the crypto Jenga collapse with David Gerard and Amy Castor, uh, this is June 16th, June 17th. After that episode, I had a call-in show, and uh, John from Australia called in to remind me of a caller from one of the earliest episodes of the post-show for Scam Economy, all the way back February 10th, after episode three, where someone called in to talk about Celsius. You know, we had just talked about Celsius right after they paused and froze all withdrawals from its customers in the main episode. So, you know, John from Australia wanted to remind me of that call. And so let's let's take a listen at what John from Australia had to say. And then we will then play that call that he's talking about from February. But before we get to that, remember, you can support this show by going to patreon.com slash mattbinder to subscribe and support this show monetarily. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, that one's free, at youtube.com slash mattbinder. Go to twitch.tv slash mattbinder. Connect your Amazon Prime account if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber to your twitch.tv account, and you can give me a free free for you, paid, paid for Amazon, Twitch Prime subscription every month. Also go to scameconomy.com for all the links to the podcast version of this show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So here we go, the Scam Economy post show from June 16th, right after episode 19 went live. Hey, what is your name? Where are you calling from? G'day, Matt. It's John from Australia. How are you doing? Hey, John from Australia. Haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing, my friend? Not too bad. Not too bad, mate. Um, I've been, I've, I've, to be honest, I've, I've, I've tapped out of crypto for, for the time being. I can't follow the news. It's just too exhausting. Ah, I it, is, it is incredibly dreary. Um, right. But I saw that you were doing a show on Celsius, amongst other things, and I had a bit of a, 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 I was struck by a memory, um, a memory of the Scam Economy post show for episode three. Jeez, you're, oh, wow, I don't, I, I can't even remember Scam Economy post show uh, that I started right now two minutes ago, <laughs> but go ahead. Well, let me, the reason why I was struck is because of the sort of this, this, this crash about Celsius, right? Right. 
And prior to that, the crash about Luna and all of these these crypto uh, natives are telling us, you know, oh look, it was, you know, it's kind of obvious that it was a scam. You know, it really is too good to be true. Surely you've got to look at these things and you know do your own research and that sort of thing, right? Right. But this 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 one particular caller called up on episode three of the Scam Economy Post show, and they said that that both yourself and the left as a whole were too harsh on crypto. We're too harsh. This stuff is coming and we have to get used to it. They were telling us about, this call was telling us about how um, how they uh, and, and their generation and, and many people like them are saddled with quite a bit of debt, in their case, student debt. And crypto was helping them pay that off. And I want to read you a couple of quotes from this call. So this is a wow, quote from, you really, from you, wow, you really did, did some work here. I, I love it. Go ahead. I might have to go back and listen to this. I want you to go back and listen to it. It's one hour, 16 minutes, 20 seconds is the call on episode three. But okay. anyway, so here's some, here's some quotes. If I stake stable coins every week, it pays out. I get 12.68% and it's not fake money. I could pull it out right now. I guarantee you no savings bond does that. Mutual funds might get there or they might lose your money because the stock market crashes. Nothing is stable like that out there that I'm aware of. What do you think they're talking about, Matt? Are they, are they, did what they specific speci- service do you think they're talking did, about? Did they specifically mention Celsius? Yes, they specifically mentioned Celsius. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm so glad you remember this. Wow. What else did they say? Do you have anything else? Yes, um, I've got a quote here from you. Okay. My question is, where are these earnings coming from? Another quote from you. It doesn't make sense in terms of the interest they pay out. You know, someone is going to get screwed. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, should it be too Another shocking? quote from the caller. Another quote from the caller. This is like a savings account, and it compounds every week. And I can take it out. It's completely liquid. And I can take the money out at any time. It's a better way to hold your money than a bank. There's no argument. Wow. I need to figure out who that was and, and see if I could reach back out to them and ask how, how they're doing. Uh, I mean, for their sake, I hope they uh, decided to cash out of Celsius before this all happened. Oh, boy. Doesn't seem I like really it. hope they did as well because yeah. I, I could see the chat replay and there were multiple people, including myself, in the chat saying, really, you need to pull your money out right now. At this point in time, Celsius was in the crypto news for having lost $54 million of their clients' funds because I'm pretty sure one of their staff members accidentally like logged into some scam website using the company's MetaMask and it just like leached 54 million of their customers' funds for like no reason. Like the the thing that really, really gets me about this stuff is that the, the like if Celsius hadn't crashed, if it was something else, if it was wherever else or whatever it is, at the at that point in time, we have we are faced with people coming to us, us being sort of crypto cynics, crypto skeptics, whatever you want to call them. People come to us and say, you really, you, you need to like 
this is the only way my generation is going to build um, intergenerational wealth, or this is the only way we're going to be able to do this. Like we are faced with them bringing us examples of, of actual scams and then saying, you need to explain to me why this is, well, I, I got cash out of it. So it's, it must be legit. I can't explain how it works, but it's, it's working for me and I'm getting paid and, ah. Yeah. This is why I've tapped out of these discussions, to be honest, because like this was February and in less than six months, it's entirely possible this person has lost all their money and there is no, no recourse, nothing. Right. For, so for people who aren't aware, Celsius basically, one of my favorite things was the uh, the founder of Celsius. Um, what was his name? What's his name? I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Um, but he basically literally like, what was it like Saturday night or something? Uh, he responded to people saying, Oh, here we go. I could bring up the, um, let me bring up the, uh, here. I even tweeted about it. Let me uh, do a screen share here. One second. Um, all right. So let's do this. Pulling up the tweet now. So on, (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so on let me just move over the the screenshot people can see. So on what what was June eleventh? Do you remember? Uh so that was Saturday night. Yes, yeah, Saturday night. Uh there are people who were saying that they're hearing about accounts that are locked on Celsius, like people who are trying to withdraw their funds from Celsius. This is June eleventh. Um and Alex Mashinsky, who is the founder of Celsius, he tweets at one of these guys. Uh, do you know even one person who has a problem with drawing from Celsius? Why spread FUD and misinformation? If you are paid for this, then let everyone know that you were picking sides. And then literally the next day, what happens? Celsius tweets out a and also shares a Medium post. Celsius Network is pausing all withdrawals, swap and transfers between accounts. Acting in the interest of our community is our top priority. Our operations continue, and we will continue to share information with the community. Uh, by the way, those withdrawals that were uh, temporarily paused, uh, still temporarily paused, now almost a week later, uh, people had to pay back their loans, people had to, people wanted to access their funds, and they simply could not do any of that because that, I, I'm not even going to say their funds are frozen because that's, that's what they're saying. But that's not true. Their funds are gone. That's why this is what. That's why they're they're freezing it and pausing withdrawals because nothing's there. It 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 kills me. Like I, I I just go back to the quote from that caller. I could pull it all out right now. It's completely liquid. I can take the money out at any time. You you can't like. It's impossible to. To be fair, it's impossible to know like the the machinations behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff, right? Like it's it 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 it's kind of a you know we we couldn't know that that this Alex guy was 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 actively doing scams. But when you say oh, I get twelve point six eight percent, right? And then when the caller says that, and you say that doesn't that just doesn't make sense if you think about it rationally. Like where are they getting those earnings? How is that? How does that make sense? Right. And we're just told we're too harsh on crypto. 
Right. We're too harsh. The left is like, too harsh. They're going to be seen as a. You're going to be seen as too cynical, too harsh on crypto. Right. Like, like the thing I, I never got about crypto lending, and I, I I'm going to do an episode about it, obviously, because it's, it's certainly not something that's going away. Because you know the whole DeFi thing is built on this whole idea of, uh, don't you hate how predatory and disgusting the big banks are? Wouldn't you like to be the one who's predatory and disgusting instead? I mean that that's really that's. That's what this all is. That's exactly what it is. But in this case, those people who wanted to be predatory and disgusting uh, ended up getting, you know, screwed over themselves. But, you know, I, I don't understand the type of person who takes out a crypto loan. Like, I get, for, you know, let me go back. There was one type of person I completely understood, and that was the person who took out a crypto loan to purchase, uh, to, no, to temporarily borrow. Because you could do that. You could like borrow uh, NFTs. There's like a, a, a whole uh, platform where you could borrow NFTs. So someone took out a crypto loan to borrow a Bored Ape NFT just when they were airdropping those Ape coins to people who held uh, Bored Ape NFTs. So he took, out, he, borrowed a crypto, he took out a crypto loan, used those funds to borrow a Bored Ape because he was then the official board ape holder when the ape coin was airdropped later that day he got the ape coin airdrop so he basically made like 100 200,000 off that ape coin airdrop and then he returned the board ape and paid back the loan immediately and the dude literally made six figures in a matter of minutes genius i if that's the time, if that is the one scenario i've ever heard of where a crypto loan made <laughs> And other than that, very specific example, that once in a lifetime opportunity where you could be the type of person who even figures out you could do that. I don't get the type of person who takes out a crypto loan. It, it, it's, it's playing all the same sort of financial games that, that we've seen played over the past few decades, right? Like all of that stuff happens in, in financial markets in um, in art markets, all of this, all of the same crap happens, but they're able to do it completely free of regulators, and the money is able to move much, much faster. Um, the, the, there is no there is no revolution here um, for for the working class. Oh, That's, absolutely not. I, I, yeah. I just like the the, the whole Celsius thing. And me remembering that call and going back and listening to it, it's like it's it's tragic. It's 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 hard. I'll anyway, to... I'll, I'll jump off the line and I'll um I'll let someone else uh pester you. No, thank you. This was fant- I got to go back and listen to that. I'm gonna have to clip this for like a little bonus uh, audio. This and I'll clip this and that call from uh, February. Edit them together and uh, maybe release this as a little bonus on the the, the podcast streams because that's. That's amazing. I didn't remember that call that someone actually brought up Celsius and not only just brought it up, brought it up as someone who parked their crypto in Celsius and was, uh, well, I wonder if they actually made anything. I wonder if they ever withdrew anything or they just said, ooh, let's just keep letting this accumulate. And then lo and behold, fast forward uh, four months and they can't access any of it because it's uh, almost assuredly all gone i hope that they didn't lose everything i hope that they're still around and i hope that they're able to call in yeah i hope and i hope that they're able to eat crow and and admit hey maybe maybe saying that this thing 
you know, was this great way of, of, uh, of getting out of debt. Um, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a good idea to, to sort of boost these things. And, and, and even when they admit they don't know where this money's coming from. Right. That's the thing too. Like so many people just don't want, like that. That's you always hear the crypto, uh, you know, boosters and advocates, to the critics say like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You didn't do your research. Uh, you don't understand the technicalities or the technical side of this or how it all works. Uh, you know what? Uh, you can say that same thing about the very people who are actually buying into this. They just don't know. They just see – They just, for, for months they saw a number go up and that was enough for them. And That's they it. bought into the hype. And I mean, that's the thing. So many people thought this would never go down or if it went down, just wait a few days and it goes right back up. And then some, uh, we are now beyond that. It's, it's, you know, I, I don't know, uh, if there'll ever be a, uh, a bubble like this again, people are saying there's people who still think Bitcoin will hit a hundred K and there are people who are saying Bitcoin will never again hit the, uh, 69 K peak that it reached, uh, in November. Uh, the the latter seems much more relevant now, but who knows? You know, maybe there'll be some new uh, tether or Luna and Terra like scheme that creates a whole new another bubble down the road. So I, I don't want to speculate on that, but it it, it seems very likely that um, the 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 mask was pulled off to the fact that this was all always just a pumped up value, and in the future it'll just be pumped up val- pumped up value as well there was never and the, the thing a- there was never the, the actual- thing that they're going to tell you right go ahead the thing that people will tell you is oh but this isn't inherent to crypto these are crimes no matter where they take place whether they take place in crypto or whether they take place in finance that's a cr- that what they did was bad but it's not an indictment of crypto but the and you see this constantly. You see this with NFTs. You see this with 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 crypto. All this, all of the the, the DeFi lending, and the, the the what we need to say to these people is that this is happening faster and at more scale than has positive that than has ever happened in the financial markets. Right? Like this is happening daily. Right? Molly White, who I saw in the chat earlier, had to create a website in order to track this stuff. Right. The, the, the revolution here is that this technology, you want to talk about use cases for the blockchain and use cases for crypto, it is to facilitate scams at tremendous scale and to milk and farm a whole bunch of liquidity from clueless retail investors. That's where the revolution is. And that's where the, the revol- that, that is where the, the use case is to, to pull money in from people who 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 are ultimately like victims who are ultimately like built for just cash kind of like by by these absolute ghouls ah right i mean let's put it this way like um uh i i uh what are those things called in uh that that uh there was the deli in new jersey oh a spac uh i, I call it spac because it's yes. I, I hate saying spac it sounds weird but special purpose acquisition uh, uh, company. Um, there was that story uh, when that New Jersey deli, people might not know this. I might have to do an episode on this because it's fast, not a crypto. It sort of is actually. You'll see now, but it's uh, specific to uh, stock, the stock market. Uh, basically, how Truth Social, Trump's social media company, got uh, uh, 
uh, put on the stock market. You could buy shares in basically a like a blank check company, like a shell corporation that gets a spot on the stock market and like they get their, you know, their their little ticker and everything and they basically absorb an actual company that's looking to sell uh, shares and doesn't, you know, they don't want to go through the whole process and they basically combine and there you go. Truth Social in that case has uh, is able to be traded on the stock market because they merged with this company that already had a shell company on the stock market. Um, it's called a SPAC. And um, there was a deli, just a little local New Jersey deli that's traded on the stock market. You or I or anyone listening can literally go and buy shares in this little New Jersey deli. Uh, what was it called again? I want to I want to see. There was a whole thing. There's a yeah. Uh, okay, so the, there's a sing. This was on CNBC last year. There's a single New Jersey deli doing thirty five thousand dollars in sales a year, valued at a hundred million in the stock market. And basically, um, this uh, this like uh, stock guy wanted to like contacted this deli and set this all up. Said he was doing this to like basically show how ridiculous it is. Uh, basically, uh, this they're on the stock market. They're HWIN, Hometown International, and they're just a deli, and they're traded on the stock market under this spec thing. This is like. A, like a crazy scenario, and it happens every now and then, like I said, with True Social, but it's always pointed out as like an anomaly and how ridiculous it is. Um, there's literally tens of thousands of these little New Jersey delis speckled all across the crypto world. Like that, that's that's what it is. And like I talked with David Gerard and uh, and uh, Amy Castor on the earlier episode, and I think David brought this up, and it was you know. Really, you know, great example of why these things are so different. You know, look at this the stock exchange, like where you like buy and sell stocks. There'll be analysis on like, hey, you should stay away from this stock. We we would criticize the analysis. We could criticize uh, the stock market for sure. Uh, but those exchanges at least try to guide you in a direction of, you know, this might not be the best investment. That might not be the best investment. This is you know currently trending up. This could be a good investment. None of the crypto exchanges do any of that because they don't they don't they just want you to buy any shit. They don't care. You see all these major exchanges bringing in all these shit coins more and more every day. It's like, what are you doing? What? Are you, why are you even like Sam Bankman-Fried tra- from FTX um, said that uh, I believe it was Sam Bankman-Fried said, oh, the, this Luna thing was so transparently a scam. If that was the case, then why did FTS X list the token? If it was so transparently a scam, why were you selling it? Did he say that? Where, did he say that? Where, where on Twitter or in an interview? Yeah, on Twitter. Yep. Oh my! I missed that shit. Did anyone? Did anyone point that out? That's that's. I, I did not see him say that. I'll have to. I'll 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 have to track it down. But I'm almost. I'm almost positive. Happy to be corrected, but I'm almost positive it was it was uh, SBF on Twitter said that. Oh, this thing was so obviously as a scam that why you know why do we even need to say it? But his exchange was was listing the damn thing. Right. I mean, anyway, like I said, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dash so someone else can call in. Um, perhaps hopefully the caller from, from episode 12, uh, episode, th- uh, episode three post show, uh, one hour and 16 minutes in, perhaps they can call in and let us know how they, how they, um, if they got their funds out. 
Yeah, I hope they call in. Oh, wait, I found his thread. Uh, okay, SBF said, uh, uh, now Luna slash UST were bad and ended badly. So did Toronto. That's a whoa. <laughs> but the core accusation against Holmes isn't that Toronto's failed. Startups fail all the time. The accusation is that she lied. Okay, so he's... He's sort of defending Luna slash UST mechanism wasn't misrepresented. It was, in fact, very transparent. And I think it was transparently going to falter at some point. There you go. That's that's not him saying it's a scam. That's him saying it's a bad investment and then going ahead and uh, uh, a weak investment at the very least. Um, yeah. Yeah, <sighs> that's that's it would have been a little bit more juicy if he said it was. <laughs> It was a Ponzi or something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then he goes on, most best bad investments aren't Ponzi schemes. Some are fraud, some are bad luck, and some are somewhere in between. between. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, this is the guy that, that in an interview with, uh, is it Mark Levine, described like, oh, you know, it's yield farming is like this box, and you don't know what's in it, and you don't know how it works, but it doesn't really matter because other people are putting money into the box, and the box is increasing in value, and it's like you're describing, <laughs> you're describing a scam, dude. You're describing a Ponzi. Right. Anyway, as I said, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah, so take care. Great, uh, have a great post show. I'll keep watching. And Cheers. have a great, have a great Friday in Australia, my friend. Take care. Okay, so after hearing what John. <clears throat> Okay, so after hearing what John from Australia had to say, I had to go back to this February episode of the Scam Economy live stream post show to check out this call. And, you know, I was expecting it to be like a crypto advocate, you know, jumping right in to defend and, and you know, uh, uh, be an advocate for a cryptocurrency and try to tell me how I was wrong. But what surprised me was this caller who, who, who called into the show to talk with me, they were familiar from my work before that on political shows, and they were they were a fan, and you know they sort of had the same sort of progressive leftist politics as I, and were sort of hesitant about crypto, but according to them, they were sort of lured in by the easy money from you know staking your crypto and earning from that, and unfortunately, I, you know, we talk about a number of things. I'm leaving. I'm putting the whole call here. It's very interesting to go back and listen to this call from before the crypto crash that happens months later. But you know, I'm listening to the call, uh, and the caller even brings it up once. It's obvious that he's put his money with Celsius, and, and now I'm really hoping this, you know, this caller got their money out. I, I don't know. I, I have not heard from them since and i would love if they would call back in or reach out to me um you know not not to dunk on them obviously but to to learn what happened with them and and maybe you know get an update on how they feel about crypto and actually maybe serve as a, a warning to other people who who may get into this later and so here's that call once again patreon.com slash matt binder scameconomy.com for all the links to the show I guess I'll just say uh, I hope to see some of you who haven't already listened to the post show tune in the next time we're live and call in. Would love to hear from you, too. Here's that call. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Matt. This is Todd from Pennsylvania. Hey, Todd. How you doing? What would you like to talk about? All right. So let me see. There's a lot I want to talk about, actually. But <laughs> so big kind of a majority report here. Um, and uh, honestly, there's a couple of things. 
Um, so I respect you guys a lot. So I look to you for, you know, information regarding, you know, everything with politics. You guys really shaped my, you know, view on politics. And um, so I respect your opinion, you know, on things, you know, right. so, you know, so, but I'm coming to you guys like everything you guys report on with majority report, I feel is honest reporting, like so high quality, honestly. Um, but then I, I got a, my critique for you. I, I, well, it's not just you, but I, I'm actually worried about our whole party and I'm seeing some lines drawn in the sand and it's concerning me about what from the standpoint. So Democrats, so we have this reputation for being so bad with finance, right? So like, you know, libertarians, they say dumb things all the time, claim that, uh, you know, having no laws is better for the economy, which is silly, right? When, you know, democratic administrations in the White House have like shown like year, like one time after another being better for the stock market and so forth. But we have a bad reputation, you know, for this, right? And And now we're getting to a certain point where with crypto, if we're seen as just anti-crypto, like black and white anti-crypto, we're going to lose, dude, so many voters. Like I saw this one survey that said, you know, of people between ages 18 and male of males surveyed in America, uh, the ones between ages 18 and 29, like 59 percent or 60 something percent of them own some sort of crypto, like digital asset or NFT or whatever junk, whether that's worth anything or not. You know, if we're, I'm just concerned about the strategy in terms of like, you know, coming out and saying like crypto is a scam. I, I just, I don't, do you, do, my question for you would be like, do you in personally, do you invest in anything? Like do you buy stocks or? I mean, I, I, there, I actually never did before the meme stock stuff. And that's because I knew nothing about finance and I fell for yeah, the, yeah. I fell for the line that we were actually uh buy, buy you know, I spent like spent like uh fifty bucks and we all do it and we stick it to uh uh Citadel and the big uh hedge funds or whatever. And uh then I talked to people, I, I that that sparked my interest because I really never had any interest in it. Um, right, and, right. and that's why I continue to say when we ever, we bring up stocks on this show, the stock market on this show, I defer to bringing on an expert and I use what little I know to, to yeah. discuss, but that's not why I bring this stuff up. I bring, I'm talking about this from a cultural, uh, technology, political standpoint. And obviously sure, sure. being that it's, it's a financial tool, finance and stocks will come into this, but that's where I'm going to have people right. on to, to guide that. Um, okay. but I mean, that's all I really took part in when it comes to that. I mean, I, I now learned that uh, shortly after that it's all just bullshit. I mean, just like some hedge funds lost, some hedge funds got rich through the meme stocks too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all, uh, it, it, you know, they'll, they'll always find a way. I mean, it's all just a, you know, it, it is what it is. It's all a game, right? Like, like, you know, so meme stocks you're talking about, like, is that like GameStop? Like GameStop, GameStop, AMC, all that okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah, so like, all right. To my stance on crypto, so like I consider myself progressive, uh, not as knowledgeable on you know as you guys are in politics, not my career path, but I'd say I'm very progressive, uh, involved in the community in all different ways. My wife and I actually are part of like um, an environmental uh, community outreach group. We're a super conservative town, trying to change things. You know, like 
So long story short, I'm not a bad guy, right? I'm not a bad person. Well, here's the thing. I want to just put this forward too. Like this isn't – I want to be clear here. Like when, when uh, we're having these debates on about crypto and stuff, um, I, I do look at it as inherently different from – uh, you know, if I was debating someone on like the far right on on Doomed or something on my other show, um, yeah. I mean, are there a shitload of people that overlap? Yes, but at the same yeah, time, sure. this has become a very we're we're now in a world where this is a much bigger thing than it was a couple of years ago. And right. So yes, sure. I do uh, not think that automatically just because you invest in crypto or anything like that means you are a bad person or something. Um, I take the claim that if you are just someone who is talented at making money from this space and you're just uh, sp- buying speculative assets and trading them on the exchanges and making money off of that, listen, we all do what we got to do. You found something where you make money. Yeah. I-, I get it. Those people, yeah, okay, okay, those yeah, people so- aren't the people I have a problem with. I mean I wish they didn't have to do it, but – I also wish people who worked for like Exxon Mobil didn't have to, but there are people who do. I wish there were people who didn't have to vote yeah. work for a lot of terrible companies, but it is what it is. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I felt felt like um, I don't know. It just came. I felt like I don't. I watched the first two scam economies. Missed this one. I'll catch up on you know. Um, so you know, I just felt like I was like, man, like I feel like you guys were like really like your your first guess. You guys were like really like killing crypto holders like all investors i'm like damn these guys are murdering these guys but um anyway i I, but i was just gonna say like i think there is something to staking you know i'm not an expert uh, on it you know but i'm learning like i think there's something to staking where there's utility beyond just holding it you know beyond just like saying that there's it's scarce and that you're you're delegating it to nothing just so that more people hold it so the price goes up i think that's it also lends itself to the integrity of the network so like you delegate it to a validator like on solana for instance my understanding is that that it takes place of the proof instead of proof of work to secure the, the blockchain they need proof of stake so the more people that stake their holdings the faster the network um and everything and the you know the validators that get the most uh, delegated <laughs> coins or whatever gets the most rewards, which I think, I think that's, you know, there's, I don't know how it works. I'm not a programmer and a computer scientist, but that's my understanding. And from what I understand from the environmental standpoint, the blockchains that are like, say Solana, for instance, I, I, that's, I can, I don't really you know, know them all, but for Solana, for instance, they say that for every transaction, it's the same amount of energy that's required to do a Google search on your phone. So like, you know, if you're playing with your phones, obviously you hardly use any electricity, you know, obviously it's still energy use, but it's, it's like nothing compared to you know, say like Bitcoin, for instance, and like the H bar Hedera hashgraph, you know, you're looking at, they claim to be carbon negative um, for like this, because they, I think the company like, invests in carbon credits and then their blockchains even like cheaper than Solana. Um, I just feel like we like, and I'm only saying that because I'm like, there's something more to this. I think than what our party, like I saw, you know, you guys kind of toying around with it because it's easy to make fun of. It's an easy target in 99, in my opinion, 
99% of crypto is trash, just like the stock market. Like, um, but I just feel like if we start drawing a line in the sand, like I saw on TYT, like Anna Kasparian was like ripping up crypto. <laughs> I was like, dude, come on. Like, we can't do this. This thing's growing. It's going to be like a $50 trillion industry. And we're just going to be like shooting ourselves in the foot like we always do. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe create good regs, like good regulations to like, I don't know, make Bitcoin like greener. I like, mean, uh, make it like force it to be solar power. Like if you're in a mine in the United States uh, or Canada, you know, like make an alliance be like, you got to do it. But solar, wind, hydro, geothermal, like El Salvador is doing geothermal. Like, I mean, they're saying uh, they are. I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, the that's whole true. Idea that, all right. I, I, I don't know. I don't actually know. Like I keep they keep saying, oh, we're just like mining with geothermal energy with a volcano. I'm like. That's pretty novel. I haven't seen the facility yet, like, but uh, I mean, why don't more people do that? I, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, we're, we're we're talking about a very small group of people, a group, uh, you know, that essentially yeah. is using up a tons of, uh, ton tons of energy. I mean, right. And I mean, they're the ones who are really getting rich here. Um, I I have the same thought about proof of stake that you brought up earlier, where it's I mean to me it's a it's a scheme to keep people's money in the system so they don't sell off, obviously. And you know, sure. usually when you stake, uh, from you know, I shouldn't say usually, but from what I've seen uh, in the different uh, schemes, they're pushed for people to stake. A lot of staking is for like you know DeFi loans and shit like that, and. Sure. Yeah, like the state. Um, so, like the DeFi loans, I think is separate. Well, I think you can get DeFi loans. Like sometimes in those uh, companies, like say Celsius, for instance, or like Vault, or like there's a whole bunch. Uh, that's another thing. Like, I feel like the language in some of the media, independent media specifically, is so harsh because I'm like, so I have, for instance, like two. I have, I used to have like two hundred thousand dollars of student loans and. Now I have like, it's down, it's half, it's like a hundred. Yeah, like I can afford to pay it off. It's going to take me like seven years. Like half my paycheck goes to it. It's it's crazy. If I stake stable coins, I can get, and I do, like every week it pays out and it compounds. With stable coin staking of USDC, I get 12.68%. And it's not fake money. Like I could pull it out right now. And there's, I guarantee you, no savings bond does that. No, like mutual funds might get there or they might lose your money. Like, cause the stock market crashes cause something crazy happens or like nothing's stable like that. Um, out there that I'm aware of, like, you know, we're, you're a millennial. Are you a millennial? You're, you're yeah, like, I am, but, but you know, my, my question is though, like, wh wh where are these earnings coming from? They're, yeah. So people that are like way crazier than me, <laughs> like maybe, maybe they're smarter than me and they're, they figured out the thing, but like they borrow money on like leverage and they, they're like, I don't know what they're doing. Probably ruining their lives. Right. They're borrowing money. I asked that question. Cause I, 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 I know where that money comes from. I wanted to hear yeah, yeah. you say it. Um, I mean, listen, that sounds like 
the same sort of shit that progressives and people on the left advocate against, right? Taking advantage of people with high interest loans. I mean, the difference is instead of it going is to it some higher my question is, is it higher than like a credit card? Uh, aren't cre- so I guess you're look you're saying like is it ethical for people to be borrowing this stuff to do? I mean so the, the, my understanding the, the is question like the loan is interest. The, the question is really quick uh, to put this uh, so you could answer it. The question is sure, sure. why why is it okay? Well, why is it not okay that the banks take advantage of people that way? But it's okay that we are if we're getting a little bit of kickback from the the DeFi companies. So, I mean, from my standpoint, what I was, I guess what I was thinking before, I basically, I mean, we could just, you could, you, I, you, could, you, you could honestly, right. you could honestly just be honest. I mean, I think the reason why it's okay is because you're making money from it. I mean, listen, like, oh yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. But <laughs> I'm just like looking at like, well, someone, so either a bank earns money on loans. I mean, they're lending somebody money that they don't have. Right. You know, the other person. Right. So their service is, you know, that person's choosing to, you know, that you can buy a house with this stuff. Um, I mean, you turn it to U.S. dollar. Very, I, I, that's a, I, this, some of these, these, these things are very, I don't know about, if I would take a, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't it's use done. this service it's at done. all. I mean, that you oh, borrow, boy. like you, you, if you own like a million dollars of Bitcoin, you can borrow against it because you own. So like the way these things work is like, so let's say like, it doesn't even hit your credit. So if I, I don't know, have a million dollars of Bitcoin, um, but if you have a million dollars of Bitcoin, you can borrow up to half the value of your Bitcoin uh, to buy your house so that you don't have to like, you know, put out that, that money. So, or, you know, or have a loan with the bank. You just have it set up that you pay a certain percentage, which is lower than a bank, uh, to Celsius, the DeFi platform, for instance, um, to get it done. So that, that that's how it works. So you're not actually, I mean, some people do crazy stuff. Like, um, I, I don't understand how all of it works, but I know for sure a lot of people borrow this money. And they're gambling with it. They're day traders and they, you know, they'll leverage things. And that's what they do. Um, I don't get the sense that it's only screwing people over, <laughs> but for sure, like the way I look at it, I'm like, the reason why I brought my student loans, because if you look at it, like we don't have that stuff. Like our parents were like, yeah, get a CD or you know, certificate of deposit or a bond and sit on it for 50 years. <laughs> I'm like they don't have that anymore. And the bonds are negative. There's no CDs. They were, they're worth nothing. Money markets are trash. Nothing. It's like your checking and savings accounts get like 0.001% interest. If you get like the S&P 500, like mutual fund or something from Vanguard or like the, you know, something similar, you're going to earn like 14% interest. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what's going to be at the end of the year, like a yield, of like by the end of the year. And like, this is just, a, this is like a savings account and it compounds every week and I can take it out. It's completely liquid. I can take the money out at any time. And my interest rates on my student loans are like three percent. I mean, so I'm like getting eaten away by these loans. It's honestly like I outrun like, it with stable I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's not. It's it's really not adding up to me. Like, I, I mean, I, I can't speak about CDs and bonds again. I don't. I don't know that space. I know that when I was little, my grandma, when I was born, uh, gifted me bonds, 
and they aged. And after 10 years, I was able to cash them in for double what they were worth. Um, and that investment is, is always going to be there. Like those bonds will always, you buy a bond and I don't know if they, how much they still go, but it's, it's, it's going to go like, from what I understand, uh, I don't know if it's still that same amount, but it's not like you cash them in and they're worth less. Um, I, I think they are though. I think, well, this is the argument and I, I'm also not an expert, but my understanding is that I think they have a valid argument and I'm not a huge inflation guy. I'm not like, Oh no inflation, you know, but I think inflation does truly outrun the growth of the bond. So at least nowadays, I mean, if, you, if, if you're, if you, I mean, I, I, that could be the case. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. I just feel cornered, like but basically play I, I, the stock market or play crypto. And if you're going to play it, play it safely. And if we're Democrats, we should regulate it so it has consumer protections. And I'm like, let's do it, man. But let's not let's not ban it because we're going to disenfranchise a whole bunch of people, especially young people who actually understand crypto. And um, my request to you guys would just be like, do you know who Michael Saylor is? Yes, I do. Yep. Um, I don't know if you guys could ever find a way to get that dude in, in front of you or something or like, I don't know. I just think we need, there's like millions of influencers on that are like these bonehead libertarians that like they have millions of followers. There's like, they're a huge community and they are looking for a leader. And, um, have you followed these guys by chance? You like Michael Saylor? Uh, Michael Saylor is one guy, but he's not really like an influencer. He's just like, well, he to them, the, to the Bitcoin, Bitcoin guy, uh, he's, people he is. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's something else, but, um, you know, like uh BitBoy crypto or, um, cryptos are us. And, and these guys, right. uh, they're, that they are like, uh, I'm trying to think of some of them, but, uh, crypto Wendy and these, these people just spew this like libertarian, like junk. Well, that's <laughs> and I always think like, what would the majority report do with these guys? Like, cause they just say that stuff that, you know, the government is, you know, right. I mean, useless, that's, you know, all their stuff. That's the, that's the, um, that's the, 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 the play here though. Right. I mean, that's why it, like, that's the thing. Chilling. Like you, the reason, the reason you don't see like a leftist, uh, well, well, I mean you do, and I don't understand it. the reason there's no push on the left to, uh, uh, wrap our arms and around crypto I mean, it's the same reason why you don't see uh, socialist stock market, bro. I mean, it's 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 it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely like again everything you told me about it as your as your as is your pluses for it. Uh, let's let's put aside any questions qualms about Celsius. Uh, I, I you know I I I think it doesn't make sense in terms of the interest they pay out, and then you know. Certain, someone's going to get screwed. Let's put it that way. I think. I think. I think the banks do this already, and you just don't get a cut of it. That's my understanding. Like your credit cards are charging you like twenty four percent interest, and they're just banking that if you hold a credit card balance from one month to the next. But the bank on the other side doesn't give any money to the people who have savings accounts anymore. So their savings accounts are just checking accounts. <laughs> that's how it works. Right. It, that's sure. That's my understanding. Sure. And so they're I mean, aggressively trying to grow the market. And so they're actually passing that on to the consumers because there's no. Um, well, and here's the thing. So my critique so, would be it needs regs. It needs regs, man. It needs regulations like 
FDIC, whatever. USDT that you were talking about in your first or second scam economy right. is a disaster. It's a total disaster. And I like I when I learned how bad it is, I moved all my money out of USDT and moved it over to a more reputable one. Right. I mean, um, uh, but you also see the difference here when with your your uh, your analogy when it comes to loans from banks and their debt when you know someone doesn't pay or something. I mean, th- uh, your your money is uh, FDC insured when it comes to the banks. I mean, uh, yeah, up to two hundred and fifty thousand. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have that much money. Right, but I mean, uh, truthfully, I mean, and I think uh, people are probably uh, should be smart enough to uh, not if they do have more than that. I'm sure Elon Musk doesn't have, have like, multiple accounts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah Elon Musk doesn't have one bank account with a billion dollars sitting in there. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Listen, I, 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 um, I think everything you said is um a defense for you making money through this stuff yes. which again like i said is is fine people do this sort of stuff trying, right trying to get by man yeah i, got, I, I phones, i'm not gonna tell someone i mean if someone tell asks me if they should get into crypto i'm not gonna say they should but if you're already in it i'm not also i'm, all, I'm not gonna who am i to say you're, you're bad you know, get out no but you've yeah. also not made the point of why this is something that is um, in line oh, with what our, what we believe in terms of what would create a better world, a better society, what would take care of people. Um, and even I think if, ethical, more ethical bank, like if the banks could even get close to this, like I, I don't think the banks, they're so twisted up in a knot like i don't know if the banks could ever do what the stable coin staking is doing for me i can't defend the use of the ethereum stock you know blockchain which is used for my stable coin which i learned like the other day <laughs> like that's a proof of work blockchain it's like burning up energy somewhere um yeah i mean so i i think there's valid like your critiques of crypto matt i think are totally valid um i think I just, I just think that we, I don't think it's all bad though. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, it's as bad as we're, we're drawing the line in the sand and I'm worried. I think it's better. It's a better way to hold your money, like bottom line than a bank. Like if you're just going to hold money, it's better than a bank. Just period. Like there's no argument. I would, I would not trust that in a second. Oh. I'd rather my money sit there in a bank really? and I'd rather my money sit there in a bank. I, I mean, I don't have a savings account. Like I don't, here's the thing too. You're, you're, I mean, you're coming from a standpoint where everybody has money to invest. I would say the vast majority of people do not. Um, the that, vast majority, the vast majority of people are not thinking the way you're thinking. I mean, I, you know what my money does? It sits in my checking account because I need it. Um, and putting it in something as unstable as crypto to store would be the dumbest possible thing I could do with it. I mean. <laughs> It would probably well, yeah, I mean, it would probably be if I if I wasn't yeah. gonna use a bank, it'd probably be safer for me to pull it all in into like fucking Apple stock or something that has consistently gone up due to it being pegged to an actual actual company that creates uh, a product or a service and generates sure. revenue. I mean, uh, if you have investment money to fuck with and you wanna make quick money instead of safe money. Then I guess well, there's a advocate you could advocate for 
crypto, but I would never tell someone not to <laughs> just, just, to store yeah, their money in crypto. That, I guess we, we, I just think that um, Bitcoin is here. It's like unfortunately, it's a it it is what it is. Um, Biden's coming out with the regulations soon. Like they said, they're like working on they're like brewing something. There, they haven't like released what they want to do. They're going to mess with stable coins, which is my risk, I guess. Um, now, I mean, every but, uh, I, I don't I don't know of many. I mean, all the from what I've seen, the whole stable coin ruse is what it is 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 going to fall apart eventually. I mean, uh, none of them are backed dollar to dollar like they claim. Like that's the whole point I, of a stable coin, right? It's pegged to the to uh, the currency and is backed supposed to be backed by. Uh, fully backed. I mean, that's the whole idea. That's the whole. That's the whole idea, right? That's the whole ball game there, right? The idea that crypto, that that fiat money is bad because it's no longer pegged to gold or whatever, and it's just money being yeah. printed out of thin air. I mean, that is literally stable coins. Uh, eventually, it's all gonna fall apart. Like, I'm not saying that's gonna be the end of crypto, but. It's gonna be uh, a, a reckoning for the entire industry to deal with, uh, and we're gonna see a lot of people lose for a lot sure. of money when, whenever that happens. I can't speculate that either. We could go who knows how long without it falling, and then eventually it will. But um, sooner or later, people are gonna want their actual U.S. dollar money. They're not gonna want their yeah, digital that, money, and there's not gonna yeah, be like enough that, for everybody. Yeah, that that uh, U.S. dollar coin, the USDC. To my understanding. And another thing, I guess, to look into, and if you guys can do figure it out faster than me, that'd be great. I mean, report on it. But like my understanding is USDC, US dollar coin. I think it's made by a company called Circle. They have a, like a third party company that like intentionally for transparency purposes, they have like another company audit whether or not they have like each dollar for dollar or what they call dollar equivalents. I don't know what that means. It's just like a separate company because they intentionally want to get people to use it because they don't want to be USDT. I think they're the second most popular stable coin and USDT is like falling apart. So I, I just think um, like, I, I just see this as like the millennial stock market and it's going to keep growing. I mean, that's, that's it's going to be an environmental problem and we need to like make it so that they like, like you can use only green energy to do this stuff because it's got a better margin than like oil is my understanding. Maybe, maybe you, there's something different, but you know, if you use solar to mine your Bitcoin somehow or whatever, geothermal, it's a better margin. It's like economically like lines up with capitalism to mine with green energy. So why don't you just put it all in Texas where they have their own, you know, say you have to do it all with green energy and you gotta use your own grid. Stay off our grid. Let it mine uh, independently. I, I am gonna have to move on now. Uh, we've been on the phone yeah. for a while. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that. It, I mean, I think the the, the what you said so about cool. it being like the stock market for millennials. I mean, I don't look at that as like this is the future. I look at that as that's really fucking sad for millennials if that's the case. I mean, we're speculating on thin air. There's nothing here. There's nothing being generated. I mean, again, we're just we're just. We're just throwing our money at something that doesn't exist. It's just not. There's nothing there. Um, if if that's what's actually going on, I would say that maybe it's being marketed to uh, millennials so they can put their money in. But I bet if you look at the people who are making the uh, the, the the who are actually making money off of this shit, sure, there's probably millennials, but probably the same millennials that 
who are the children of like a fucking Jamie Diamond or something. I mean, you know, possibly. I mean, we're we're dealing with uh, a system here that uh, from every turn I've seen, um, people like you make out with a little bit of uh, cash, and uh, you're very happy with it, and you'll be there because you get your money, and in turn. That pyramid scheme continues on, continuing <laughs> to fund, funnel the most money to the people at the top. I mean, but eventually you're going to try to set, you know, your, the people at your level who need to find someone below them, and then they need to find someone below them. There's going to be a point where the bottom what? falls out. I mean, it's just, it just is what it is, and that would be the case for anything. Where I mean, we see this all the time with classic pyramid scams. I mean, there's a documentary. I've mentioned this so many times, but I mean, it makes it's it's a good. Uh, you know, thing to peg it to for like a classic, like multi-level marketing scheme or whatever. LuLaRoe, I mean, they made that their money maker was getting people to sell, uh, to sell into, to sell, to to set up their own LuLaRoe business and sell LuLaRoe clothes. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Eventually, there's going to be someone who doesn't want to buy in, and no one's going to be able to bring anyone into the LuLaRoe business class or whatever. And the market's gonna fall from it's gonna fall from under it. I mean, it's just it's that, that's how I see it. Uh, thanks yeah. for calling in. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Big ha- fan, and I can't believe I got a chance to talk to you this long. <laughs> oh, have, man, anyway. That's that's why you know thanks, this, this show is for longer calls. Have a good night. <laughs> have a good one. Bye.